I've never been a casual dater, casual hookup, casual sex. There's just nothing casual about me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and I think I finally got somewhat of a decent setup going on in my little home studio here. I am not on the bed with the laptop this time. So for everyone who watched on YouTube last week and the bed was shaking, the camera was shaking anytime I like talked or moved or laughed. Sorry about that. Um, this time it shouldn't shake. And if you are watching on YouTube, we got a little Chels in the background here to support us. Look how cute I am. I have a picture in my room. My mom like remodeled it. Um, kind of. Half of it is like exactly how I looked when I was here in high school. And the other half she like redid, but she put this picture in here. I think it's so cute. Um, and it reminded me of this, I think it was an interview that Kendall Jenner did where she was talking about how she has a picture of like a baby or like toddler version of herself on her mirror at her house. And so every time she goes to look in the mirror, she sees like the younger version of herself and it reminds her to like speak nicely and not criticize and speak negatively to her younger self. And I kind of love that. Um, so I have like I used to be obsessed with pictures. Um, I mean, not much has changed. <laughs> but uh, when I was younger, I always asked for a digital camera. That was like my go-to gift for my birthday, for Christmas. It was always another newer, better digital camera, pinker digital camera on my wish list. So I have like four of them in my drawers right now. I could literally find one in here, I bet. Um, but anyways, oh, literally, look, a Canon power shot. I honestly, I'm thinking about buying the Canon that all the influencer girlies have. And I'm like, should I just use one of these? Because I feel like this would still take fire pictures. 16 megapixels? Anyways, um, so I have a bunch of photo albums behind me in this closet and a ton of pictures. And I kind of just want to go through and find one that I really like of me when I'm younger and put it on the mirror in my new apartment, wherever that new apartment may be. Because guys, I still don't have a place to live, but we have movement. I am flying to New York on Friday. So by the time this episode comes out, I will be in New York. Thank the good Lord. I will be back in New York. Um, if it's temporary or if it is permanent, only time will tell. My plan is to find an apartment this week. And I'm flying to Vegas in the middle of this week for the Adele concert with my mom. So I need to find an, an apartment before that. So that's the plan. Find an apartment and sign the lease on it before I leave to Vegas. And I really hope that's the case. I hope by the time this episode comes out, I have an apartment I've already signed the lease for. Please, 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 please. I've been through enough. Um, but happy February. It's finally February. I know January feels like the longest month in the world. It definitely did to me. As you guys saw in the last episode, I was really going through it. Um, but I feel like I've turned a corner. Maybe I just needed to get that out to you guys and my therapist. Um, but I feel like lighter a little bit. I went to the gym a couple times. I saw my friends a couple times. And now that I have a plan, like I just feel so much better having a plan in place. Even if it's not smart, even if I still don't know what's happening with this New Jersey apartment and this girl, it still makes me feel better to be like, life goes on. I'm going to get an apartment. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to continue with my life. And fashion week's coming up. Like I need to be there for fashion week. I don't want to come back. So 
this is the end of my from my childhood bedroom era of this podcast. It was fun. I really liked it. I actually really like recording by myself. I think it's easier for me to get more open and vulnerable when I'm quite literally alone. Um, but today I kind of want to talk about dating and dating in the context of like me and my current mindset and where I'm at. So obviously you guys don't know my entire relationship history <laughs> of my life, but I'll sum it up really quickly for you. Um, I didn't really date at all in high school. None. Then college, not really. Kind of just like started discovering boys and, you know, doing silly little things, whatever. And then at the end of college, senior year, I met my first boyfriend and we were together for five years. He moved to New York. We moved in together. We broke up in 2019. So from 2019 to 2020 was really the only time period that I've like gotten on dating apps, like dated strangers, went out with people, whatever. And I think I was still like very much young and naive. I think I was like 25, 26. But I mean like my mindset around men and dating and knowing what I want. And mid-20s, like sure, fine, yeah, we all kind of are still figuring out then. But I did end up dating someone else that I already knew from college for a long while and getting hung up on that situationship. So that ended at the end of 2019. And then 2020 came. And so there was really only like January until July-ish because I went on The Bachelor in 2020 um, for me to date again. So honestly, if you add it all up, I feel like I've only really been actively dating for like one year in my life. And I'm 31. Like, that's not a lot of time. And so my goal right now is to kind of just have fun with it. <laughs> it's so funny to me that my goal is to have fun. Um, but that really is like something that I have to schedule and plan because I have never been a casual dater. I'm just not a casual person when it comes to dating and when it comes to men. I just feel like I'm really intentional. And I've always been dating with a purpose. Like I personally just don't see the point in going out with people if you're not going, if it's not going anywhere. Like I don't want to waste my time, my valuable time. The only thing in this world that we can't ever get back with someone, I'm spending my time with you and it's not going anywhere. Like I personally just feel like that's pointless and I don't like it. It's it's like me with this apartment or me with my life right now. It's like, I need a plan in place. I just need to see it in the far future. I don't need you to commit to me immediately. I might not even like you. I don't need you to think that like I'm ready for marriage ASAP. That's not the case. It's just that, yes, I am ready to meet my person. Yes, I'm ready to have a partner, but I'm not in a rush like that. It's just, I need to know that we're on the same page that we both want that. And then we can kind of just like get it out of the way and date, like no rush as far as getting to know each other. If you're my person, we're going to have our entire lives to do it. So my, like I said, my goal is to have fun. Um, but this is actually really hard for me. Like I kind of envy the women that are able to just be so carefree about dating and about men, like in my heart of hearts, like in my brain. I know it's not that serious. Like, I wish there was like a little light switch, a little dimmer inside of me that I could just push down a little more to the chill side. Cause, like, it's not that I'm not chill, but 
I just can't seem to get out of my own head when it comes to dating. And it's driving me nuts. Like, I really want this to be a year where I have fun with it. Like, dating's supposed to be fun. I don't know. I just, I don't want to get in that mindset where it's like, okay, I've dated so many people. I've been in love a few times. I've been burned. My heart's been broken. And now I'm just bitter and I don't even want to date and I don't even want to go out. I don't even want to put myself out there because it's just the, it's slim pickings. You know, the dating pool is so small. I'm not going to find anyone. It's going to take forever. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Even if that's true, I don't want to be in that mindset abundance, guys. Abundance is the mindset we should all be striving for. There are plenty of men out there. And this is not even like me being Delulu. This is just true. There are so many men on the planet. (laughs) And maybe they're not all in the United States or maybe they're not all in New York. Maybe my husband is in like Scandinavia. I don't know. But there's so many men, so many. And I know it feels like this whole scarcity mindset situation where we're getting older and society's telling women that you're not going to find anyone. But it's really, truly, honestly, not true. And when I think about it, like if people were to ask, okay, why are you single then? Like, why are you single if you think you're so great or if you have your shit together and you have a career and you're pretty and you're this and you're that, like, why are you single? Well, my answer to that is because I choose to be. Like I have chosen to be single because like I said, I'd rather be single than being stressed out by somebody's son. But if I'm single and I think that I'm a catch, I feel like there's definitely hope that my partner is also out there looking for me and we just haven't found each other. Like not that the only guys that are left single have something wrong with them and they're single for a reason and they're like, they didn't get picked by anyone and that's why they're still single for so long. I'm choosing to believe that they're single because the timing just wasn't right because they didn't meet me yet. And that is a mindset I'd rather be in than poor little sad girl who is looking for her needle in the haystack and just can't find any good men. Like, no, I'm not going to be better. Not yet. Catch me at 40, maybe. If I'm still single at 40 searching, I'm going to be pissed off. (laughs) Um, But as of right now, I'm okay. And I'm optimistic. And I feel like I'm just in a really optimistic, positive place right now when it comes to that. But my therapist and I decided that I should wait a little bit to get back into dating because I was talking to her about this and... I was like, I almost feel like I shouldn't even be dating right now. Do you think I should be dating? And she was like, if anyone asks me that question, I tell them no. Because you don't want to go into dating from a confused place. Like, that's not ideal for anybody involved. It's not going to end well. Like, it's just not good. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not confused about what I want. If anything, after my last relationship, I am very much more clear on exactly what I'm looking for in a person. But the confusion comes in with like me being like, I think it's those prompts. (laughs) I think it's the prompts on Hinge and Bumble that are like, what are you looking for? And then there's so many options. It's like long-term relationship, short-term relationship, open to short-term, but looking for long-term, life partner, polygamy, like open relationship. And I'm like, 
okay, if we just put it in these little few categories, then like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, is there an option to check for I'm looking for my soulmate? <laughs> like, I am looking for my person, but I'm not in a rush. I'm casually dating, trying to find my soulmate. Like, that is what I'm doing. But it feels like checking life partner box is a little too serious. But maybe I should just own it. Like, maybe I just need to own the fact that I don't date casually and it's not my thing. Those aren't my values. It's not who I am. It, it's always been like that. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. But I've never been a casual dater, casual hookup, casual sex. There's just nothing casual about me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, But I do envy the casual people a little bit. Like, I just wish I could be a little, just like have a little casual fun for like six to eight months. That sounds like a blast. Anyway, that's where I'm at with dating. I think, I think very clearly I, I need to get my life together before I start dating. Because when I was here in Atlanta, I was on apps and I was swiping and obviously I didn't plan to be here for this long, but I thought while I'm here, that'll be a great test run for me to just go out with people knowing that it's not really going anywhere or not putting any pressure on it to need to go somewhere. But then I was stressed out all the time about a lot of things. And also, of course, when I start looking for casual, all these people like want a serious relationship. Like every time I matched with someone, I'd be like, hey, like, let's go out, let's go for a drink or whatever. And then I would tell them the truth about like, I don't really live here. I'm just kind of here for a few months. And they were all kind of like, oh, okay. And not trying to go out with me. And honestly, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go out with someone that there's obviously no chance of a future with because they're moving back to New York. So I paused. I paused everything. And I was planning to unpause when I got back to New York next week. But I think I just need to like chill and get my shit together. Um, find a place to live. Get through Fashion Week. Get through this very exciting project that I have coming up. And maybe we can try this properly in like... March, April. And that'll be better anyway, because it'll be warming up. Sun will be coming out, spring vibes, cuter outfits. Like I think dating in the spring, summer is much more ideal um, than winter. But that's the plan. I'm going to answer a couple of questions that you guys sent because I did a Q&A and you guys asked a lot of stuff and I couldn't get to all of it. And I really liked some of the questions. Oh, someone said, honestly, keep doing you. I love the solo podcast so much. I've loved following you and listening to it. Oh, thanks. That means so much to me. Thanks, girly. Thoughts on the Colleen Hoover book. You guys. Okay. Anyone that doesn't know, I just bought my first Colleen Hoover book. It ends with us. I want it to be part of the cultural moment, you know, the movement. I want to see the movie. I want to be able to be one of those like snobs. That's like, oh my God, the book was so much better than the movie. <laughs> And I don't read very much, so I never get to do that except for with Fifty Shades of Grey. But honestly, I kind of like those movies. Anyway, I digress. I'm reading It Ends With Us. And I wanted to do it as like a wind down before bed because I'm bad about being on my phone before bed and that's bad for your eyes and it's bad for your sleep. And I'm just trying to be better in general. So I get this book and I posted, what do you guys think? Should I just wait for the movie? Is this good? Whatever. And I got a lot of mixed opinions. Half of you were like, best book I've ever read. I couldn't put it down. Other half were like, this is crap. I don't like her her books. They're all the same. You don't need it. So I bought it anyway. And, you know, it was a little slow getting into it, like maybe the first 80 pages. But last night, 
I could not put it down. And I never thought I'd be the girl saying this because I, like I said, I'm not a reader. I literally got in bed at 11 because I had to get up to meet my friend for the gym at 7.30 this morning. And I was like, okay, if I go to bed now, I could still get eight hours of sleep. I'm just going to read for 20 minutes to get sleepy. Then I'm getting to the juiciest part of the book. If y'all have read this book, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's the final diary entry. Everything's going crazy and everything's getting a little dark. I did not know this book was so like, I don't know, messy. Anyways. And I was like, I can't, I can't stop reading. I just kept turning and turning and turning and turning the pages. Next thing you know, it's 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired for the gym. I was okay. But all this to say, I'm very much enjoying it. I think I have like a hundred pages left. I don't know how it's going to end. And I might be a new covert to Colleen Hoover. I'm going to have to get Verity and all the other ones that you guys, it starts with us. I have to get the other ones too, because now I'm hooked. How to not feel depressed when life is beating you up. Girl, I am with you. January beat me the fuck up with iron knuckles. Okay. They had rings, rings on her fingers. <laughs> um, I think if you can afford therapy, that helps me a lot. It just brings me a different perspective. And it's nice to honestly just vent to somebody that isn't judging you and be able to say whatever you want, whatever's in your head. If you can't, journaling is always, always good. Um, there's something about writing, like putting it pen on paper and like getting the thoughts out of your head. That really helps. It helps me anyway. And that's also another way to just like word vomit everything and have nobody judging you. Um, and then if you can get outside... I know it's winter. I know it's cold, but just like five to 10 minutes of sun a day. I sometimes downstairs in my house here, like it's a very sun drenched house, lots of windows. Like I will literally just lay on the carpet in the living room on the floor where the sun is hitting for 10 minutes just to get that, you know, vitamin D fix and exercise. I know it's tough. I kind of hate when people are like exercise, it'll make you feel better. But I'm like, dude, if I'm depressed and laying in bed, the last thing I'm about to do is get up and go to the gym. But if you could just even go for a walk, like listen to your favorite podcast, this one, he, um, or listen to music, that always makes me feel better. Like on my worst days, I think the one thing I can convince myself to do is take a shower. And I will take the longest, hottest shower with the music blasting. I'll sing my heart out. And I'll do an everything shower, I'll shave, I'll body scrub, I'll wash my hair. And that always lifts my spirits. So try those things. Um, because when you're like down bad, you just have to do something. Like you just have to convince yourself to get up and do something. And it always makes you feel better. I'm turning 30 this year, 30th birthday ideas. Oh my gosh. Happy almost birthday, friend. Um, so for my 30th, I really wanted to go to Greece. That was like my thing. I still have not made it to Greece. Um, but it was just bad timing because there was like another second round of COVID scare at the time. And I had like 10 of us, I think total 10 girls in my group and none of us had ever been to Greece. So it's really hard to plan an international vacation when nobody's been, I guess I could have hired like a travel agent or something, but it was a lot. And then you know, time starts moving really fast and all of a sudden your birthday is right around the corner. And I was like, whatever. So we ended up going to Tulum, which was really fun. I highly recommend Tulum for a girl's trip because the houses are really cheap. You can get like a sick mansion Airbnb. We all stayed in this like two-story one. Um, and I've been to other parts of Mexico, but Tulum's kind of different. It's like more fun. 
And I had the time of my life dancing on tables with sparklers and going to beach parties. And it was just so fun. So I would recommend a trip. If you can't afford a trip or if your friends can't make it out of the group chat, um, which honestly, it's so hard. Like I had to plan that trip almost a year in advance. And then like a couple of my closest friends still couldn't make it. One was in the middle of having a baby and the other one just couldn't come. It was just, yeah. So that's hard. Um, so step one is tell all of your friends that you want to come like immediately as soon as possible so that they can prioritize it and fit it into their lives. And then do a trip. If you can't do a trip, I don't know. I'm a big foodie. You guys know that. So I love a big dinner or a big brunch or something, but like something special. It's your 30th. Like do something cool. Like I did instead of just a regular dinner with one of my friends who turned 30, she did like a whole chef tasting menu, rented out the back room. Like it was a whole thing with like, I think we had like eight courses or something. Um, so like make it feel really special if you do a restaurant or something. And what else can you do that's fun? You know what I'm kind of loving? I've been seeing people posting like at home dinner parties, which is like intimate, but still fun. Like maybe you could hire someone and have them do the table setup and stuff if you're not like artsy like that or if you don't feel like doing that. Um, but do like a whole table setup with menus and candelabras and like, I don't know, cutesy stuff. You can look it up on TikTok for sure. But I've seen people do that and have a cake and it's really cute and intimate and nice. But you'll figure it out. But just tell everyone immediately. That's that's my number one tip. Have you ever done speed dating or singles events? Would you recommend? Okay. I didn't tell this story, but while I was here, this was in December, me and one of my best friends from college, we decided on a whim to just book a speed dating event on Eventbrite and go to it after we went to my niece's Christmas show. And it was very interesting. Um, <laughs> I think it was just kind of like an event that wasn't put together well. It just wasn't very organized, the one we went to. Like the girl that put it on was trying really hard and she had collaborated with the coffee shop. And so the coffee shop like closed down and the owner was there and it was like an after hours thing. And honestly, there was a pretty good turnout. Like I think there was like maybe eight girls and eight guys. Um, and so me and my friend were wondering like, what would they have done if we didn't show up? Like there's barely any guys here. And then as we were talking to people, we started to realize that pretty much every guy there was there as a favor to the girl who put on the event. Like it was their friend and they just promised her they would come and nobody was actually trying to date really. Um, also there was no age range. And I think that's a big mistake. Like you can't just invite anybody to a speed dating thing. There were people there that were old enough to be my father. And I was sitting across from them at the table. Like, um, and even one guy was like, I feel really out of place here. I was like, I don't, I, honestly, I don't blame you. Like I felt bad, but yeah, the ages were across the board. Uh, maybe I need to like throw one myself. Clearly I have all these ideas of how it could have been better, but it was, it wasn't organized. So that's why I would say I wouldn't recommend that one. I would recommend going to one that you knew was like reputable. Like there's some in New York that I kind of want to go to that are like invite only closed private social clubs. Like I would do that again, or I would do that for the first time, but a random one on Eventbrite, I would not do again. Um, yeah. Cause we didn't even do like the one-on-one -on -one across the table. Like if you guys have seen Hitch, like speed dating like that. 
Um, it wasn't really like that. It was kind of just like tables. And then we had cards that were like conversation starters and it was fun. And honestly, my freaking best friend, she cleaned up. She got a number. She went on. A, uh, she started talking to him. I don't even know if they ended up going out. I don't think they did. But she, <laughs> she, um, she did get someone's number and was texting them for a week. But I left exactly as I came in, single. Um, but it was it was a fun story. It was a fun night for us. But other than that, meh. Um, but if you can look up in your town, like in your city or whatever reputable ones with reviews and stuff, then yeah, why not? Why not be in the same place as people that are the same age as us and like worst case scenario, you get a fun story out of it. Okay. Last one. Someone asked, what is your process to creating a vision board? I'm curious and I want to make one. Okay. So I don't really have like a crazy process. Like I like to pick out magazines, like ones that I like about things that I like, lifestyles, fashion, um, health, wellness, like those kind of magazines. And then I will just flip through the magazine and I'll pick out words that like speak to me. Words, pictures, images, colors, anything that I feel like speaks to me, I'll cut it out. And then I'll go through all the cutouts and think about what I'm trying to accomplish for the year. Or I listened to Mariana Hewitt's podcast and she talked about how she makes a vision board for every quarter because it's easier to like hone in on your goals if they're more, I don't know, cut up into chunks, but I don't know. So decide how big this vision board is going to be. Is it going to be for the entire year of 2024? Is it going to be just for the first half, one quarter, whatever? And then think about what you want to accomplish that year. And then I'll pick out all the things from the cutout pile and make words, make, you know, it depends on how things fit together aesthetically, but I want it to look good, but I also want it to mean something. But it doesn't matter if it means something to you and nobody else gets it. Like you're the only one looking at it. Um, so as long as it means something to you, like whatever it means, whatever you feel when you look at that word or when you look at that whatever, then cool. As long as you understand it, cool. And then I'll glue them all on. And I honestly think that doing one physically with the paper literally buying magazines and cutting them out and stuff and putting it on a poster board. For some reason, that feels a lot more powerful than that to me than like digital. Because I did a digital one last year and I made my phone background and like it didn't really have the same effect. I didn't feel like it hit as hard. So yeah, it's annoying to find magazines and buy them and cut them out or whatever. Or it's fun. It's kind of like putting together a puzzle. But um, I think I think you need to do it physically. And then I'll glue everything on. Um, and put it somewhere that you'll see it every day. So like I used to have one on the back of my door um, in my old apartment. I had one in my office. So I just put it in a high traffic area where you always have to look at it because subconsciously our brains are always taking in information way more than we can even fathom. And every time you see it, you're subconsciously putting that in there. And it supposedly, <laughs> from what I've read, um, helps you take actions towards things that push you towards your goal. It's like manifesting, but that's what I do. Um, but you know, have fun with it. It's like a creative, fun process. Make the board, whatever you want to make it, show it to people or don't. Um, and it's also fun to just look back on at the end of the year and be like, Oh my God, that totally came true. Um, and I didn't even realize how it was going to manifest itself. Like I thought it was going to be this and it turned out to be this, but it's still true. 
And that was like with my Sports Illustrated thing last year. I was like, I wanted to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but <laughs> I made it into the top 24. So like technically that came true. I should have been more specific. Be specific on the board. Be specific. <laughs> okay. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, next week, I think I'll be back in studio. So thanks for, you know, being here and putting up with the homemade makeshift um, vibes. I kind of like it. I think I might start a YouTube channel. I've been really feeling like I want to vlog lately. And I've been on YouTube more because of this podcast when I post like the full clips and like the shorts and whatever. And I see people doing vlogs about like life in New York or day in the life or apartment tours. And I'm like, I could totally do that. And I would like to do that. And I like talking to you guys in more long form content. So YouTube channel and vlogging might be on the horizon once I get a real camera. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to find me, I'm at Chelsea Vaughn on Insta at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. And um, we're at Vulnerable Pod on everything. TikTok, YouTube, Insta. And next time I see you, I'm going to be back in New York. Eek! Uh, that's it. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon.